0: It's a reminder, especially young drivers.
1: Front seatbelt usage is at around 90%. Teens self-report using their seatbelts all the time, only 59% of the time.
2: Buckle to drive debuts in the Chevy Traverse. It will quickly expand to other GM vehicles. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit.
3: It was thought that Aretha Franklin died without leaving a will, but it turns out that the Queen of Soul had not one, but three. Her longtime attorney says all three were found in her Detroit-area home months after she died, including one found under a cushion. All were handwritten, and the most recent is dated March 2014. Pam Coulter, CBS News. If you need anything from a simple home repair to a major remodel, you need to know about HomeAdvisor. It's a totally free service that instantly connects you with top local service pros.
2: HomeAdvisor is a very easy way to find a home contractor, and for me, it's the only way.
3: You can use HomeAdvisor for everything. Your house cleaning, your painting. Electricians, plumbers, handymen. We've had nothing but fabulous every single time. Just select the type of work you need done, and HomeAdvisor's ProFinder technology instantly finds top pros in your area. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use their cost guide to find out what hundreds of other repair and improvement projects cost in your area. I think everybody should use HomeAdvisor. In fact, I tell everybody to use HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor is a total solution to any type of work you would ever want to do around your house. And best of all, it's completely free. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor.
2: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by j Contracting. Ready? Go. Break. Now, from the WATH studios, here's Troy Bolin.
4: Sports fan ninety seven W A T H ninety seven point one FM Lucas Moore here, not Troy Bolin. Forget about that. You know what? We're just trying to get into the groove. The, I'm going to be on this show a lot, a lot. Like Ryan Boyd has been. Ryan, welcome into the show.
5: How are you doing, my man? I'm good, man. Good to have you. Uh, I'm excited that you're sticking around and and doing all this. Are you excited? Sorry, I sorry. I also feel like maybe I you're gonna you're gonna tell the folks what's coming up the big big stuff for you and I spoiled it but I am excited I am I'm sorry not well played by me act like I've done it before
4: Russ yes sir you won't be with us quite as long you've got your next destination set you got that degree along with me the journalism degree well earned hard fought and you're moving on in a few weeks away from this station, away from everybody. But we got you for a few more shows and a few more strong opinions.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's – I'm hoping to get on two more shows, maybe three more shows to close out uh, my time here at Wath. But you know what? If I come back – I'm going to be here sometimes in the summer, so I might just pop in every now and then. Just drop in on a show. Just just show up, you know, why not? Just, oh, yeah. just surprise the people here at the beautiful WXDQ, WATH family.
4: Well, we're always down for it, and we're always down for Athens County's teams doing well in the playoffs, and so that's exactly what the Athens Bulldogs did a night ago. An 8-1 victory over Sheridan, who is the top seed in their section. They're heading to the district championship for the fourth straight season. I was unable to make it. I was coaching, actually, um, the final game of our regular season for eighth grade, so I wasn't able to make it to the game or see any of the game. Obviously, I've read the articles. I saw how well Jack Cornwell pitched. They won 8-1. They seemed energetic when I saw them all out on Court Street, all smiling when their Athens Bulldogs uniforms. District championship for the fourth straight year, Ryan. What an accomplishment for this Athens Bulldogs baseball program. And and the last time I was on a sports fan, I said how important that game against Vinton County was. Well, they know hit Vinton County and run-ruled them. I mean, that was incredible what they did. You know, I challenged them there, and now they made it to a district championship. Is it goal achieved already for this team, or do you feel like this squad expects even more? They've gotten to this game the last three years. How much further past it do you think they want to get, and do you think they can get?
5: Well, certainly they, they would love to get further, and and I think there's a great opportunity to do so. You know, it, It's a fascinating district title matchup if you think about it and and before we go down that road too much obviously uh, we can look back and reflect on the the wins that have that have already been accomplished but this Warren team seated eighth versus an Athens team seated second Uh, on paper you like your chances but obviously Warren's been playing great baseball again we'll get to that but um, you know it's it's been a tremendous run and the thing that's fascinating about it and I've had a first-hand experience of all this is you know, we we say these things as talking heads and as radio voices and, and they they've come true in this run. You got to be really good. You got to do all the small things well. Uh, but you also need some luck to get this far and, and to continue winning. That's just the nature of any sport and any any tournament that's one loss elimination. Think about it. Athens was phenomenal in game 1 against Vinton County. Absolutely, Lucas, you are right about that. In game 2, Zane Trace was, you know, they they didn't have their their number one guy to go to on the mound. Uh, Athens did because of the way they set up their rotation. And it ended up working out really well for Athens. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that they didn't deserve that win. They were the better team. But uh, that was a little bit of a fortunate break. Well, then fast forward to yesterday. Same story. Uh, Not taking anything away from Athens. But we learned after the ball game that the ace of that Sheridan team, a guy that had an earned run average below one run, uh, who had thrown almost 60 innings this year and given up six earned runs. That's it. Uh, that young man informed his coach before the game that he was not able to, to, to be the starting pitcher. His arm ha- did not have any life in it. And uh, Well, see,
4: here's here's where I'm going to... Like I agree with you. It is luck in a way, but I'm going to push back some. Here's Sheridan's coach should have managed their ace pitcher a little bit better throughout the year so that he was healthy for the tournament run.
5: Well, I, I don't know about all that. And I then, mean, we we've seen, you know, we we've seen more and more. Did you
4: say 60 innings throughout the course of a high school season?
5: Yeah, 60 innings during the course it's, of a high school yeah, season. Yeah, I guess that's not horrific. It's not horrific. I uh, I just it, wanted to push
4: the, I think I think that we should give a little more credit to the coaching staff of Athens of game planning the way they did throughout this week to win those pitching matchups. It was a little bit fortunate against Sheridan, but uh, Zane Trace not having their number one pitcher because they used him in the previous game. Well, Athens made that calculated risk, that risk we questioned here on air about whether to go with Cornwell or Trainer, And, you know, their risk paid off and they had their ace come that next game. So it is luck. You're, you're 100% right and you need that in sports and you need the other coaching staffs not to get a little unlucky with their pitcher going down right before the game, but I think there's also credit to be given to the Athens coaching staff, Coach Newsom, by managing their pitchers all season long and really developing this rotation through the tournament.
5: Run. Yeah, I mean, I would say don't misunderstand. You know, I I'm in no way taking anything away from Athens. You know, I I think it's just fascinating to look at the way things have played out, and it's it's the nature of of postseason anything that that certain things have to go your way, and and breaks don't always mean that that you're going to win, right? Look look for yeah. example, I would say I, I know this is a totally different sport, totally different level, but I would say look at the NBA. If you're the Portland Trailblazers, you you would be saying, okay, Kevin Durant is hurt, and he's in all likelihood going to miss the entirety of our series with Golden State. That is a lucky turn of events, and they went out and lost four nothing. So I'm in no way taking anything away from Athens. You're right, Lucas. They they set up the rotation well. They they are fortunate to have a guy that you know Jack Cornwell is not flashy in any way, but he is also the number one guy that I would want on the mound because he is just so consistent. He's almost a guaranteed three runs or less allowed, no matter what. Doesn't matter how many hits, how many base runners, walks, strikeouts. Of course, he doesn't walk many guys. But my point being, it's like a guaranteed three runs or less allowed. So you can go out there and try to produce, you know, uh, a few runs on offense, and you feel good about yourself. Now. Add in the fact that Athens' offense, that admittedly had been very, very poor uh, for, for major portions of the season, certainly down the stretch, they struggled badly. They won one nothing over Marietta. They struggled to score any runs against Southern and lost that game. Uh, but they caught fire at the right time. That's part of it, too, right? I mentioned some things yeah. that have to go your way. They caught fire Nate Trainer in particular, he's now 8-for-10 so far in tournament play. Eli Kennedy's been amazing. Reese Lonis has been on base, I think, four of his last five. Um, so it's just the the gears are all turning at the same time, and, and that makes Athens a really dangerous team.
4: And what I love about our job, Russ, is that we can say, okay, the gears are all turning. Is this because maybe Athens felt like the regular season was a wash for them. Yeah. I mean, they had one little challenge throughout the year with Vinton County's ace throwing a fantastic game, upsetting them. They probably weren't 100% focused in that game. And it's, it's hard to be focused when you've won 31 straight games in the conference. Most of those by run rules. A lot of them, you've no hit the other team. So maybe it was a little bit of that. But this team is firing on all cylinders. Ryan's exactly right. When they're hitting like this, you've got a lower seat coming in in Warren, but Warren's knocked Athens out of a lot of important games in other sports, but Mm -hmm. a lot of important games throughout the years. This feels like it could be a district championship tomorrow for Athens. Six o'clock start time, by the way, for the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Just look at how this team's playing. The fact that it's at Bobrin Stadium. It's basically a home game for the Athens Bulldogs baseball team, and I just look at the offensive production, and, and like Ryan just said, I, I really feel like Athens is a team, and we talked about this heading into the Minton County matchup, if the Vikings could have kept it to a 2-3 total run scored by the Athens Bulldogs, kept it low scoring and kept it tight, then maybe they would have cr- uh, cracked under pressure late in the game, but... First inning, first first couple at-bats, they blow this game wide open 4 nothing. That was so big for this team. I think it just really loaded Cornwell up with a lot of confidence going out there on the mound. He showed a lot of it when a complete game gave up only one run. And that's the biggest factor for this Athens baseball team. Can they get some runs on the board early? That's really going to be the key for me when I listen in tomorrow as to whether or not they can take out Warren in, in advance to uh, to the state playoffs. Awesome well,
4: I, for the Athens Bulldogs. Go ahead, Ryan.
5: Yeah, and I'm sorry, Lucas. I didn't mean to jump on you. I, you know, I, I would just add about Warren. You know, what what makes this matchup so fun, and I, I really am extremely excited. It, it's not just the rivalry aspect, but you know, Russ was talking about the home atmosphere for Athens. We know there's going to be a huge Athens crowd tomorrow. But Warren travels incredibly well. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I stayed around a little bit for that Circleville game, and the blue in the building—it didn't match Athens. Of course, it's not going to match them tomorrow. But there's going to be a lot of blue in that building, just like there was a couple of days ago. Um, and and Warren, they they are also benefiting from similar things that Athens is. Right? They're they're connecting on all on all cylinders, and the bounces are going their way. That that's what you need in the tournament. And, and take for example. Two games ago, they won on a walk-off home run over Marietta. You never see walk-off home runs at the high school level. And then they follow it up with another walk-off win. They go back-to-back walk-offs. And it's almost like, which team is finally going to have a bounce not go their way. Right. Mm. And again, and that's not, that's not to discount either of them. I'm not, I'm not saying either is, is lucky to be where they're at, but they've just had a lot of things go their way. So, so who's it going to be that, that finally maybe has that critical error that costs them or, or that walk or, you know, whatever it may be. I'm, I'm really fascinated to, to, to watch that tomorrow.
4: Should be fascinating. I think Athens is in really good position. I think they're the better team. I like Nate trainer on the mound and, uh, I'm not going to put that same pressure I put the, put on them against Vinton County <laughs> where I said that if you wanted your program to be any sort of respectful, you got to win that, that baseball game. Um, now this is where you've got a young group. You're in the district championship game. This is a game I think you should win. And I think where the program is, I think that they're capable of winning it. And I think that they should have an expectation of themselves. And Athens fans should have an expectation that they win it. But if they lose this game 4-5 against Warren, and Warren an, has another – you know, they will not walk it off, but another go-ahead scenario and they barely squeak by and it was just tough for Athens, then I don't think the program's going to take any step back. Four straight district championships. They've got an experienced group coming back next year. So not as much pressure as that Fenton County game a couple games ago, but the stakes are higher because you have the district championship right in front of you. 6 p.m. tomorrow is the start time on that one. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to touch on the Bobcats who play at Bobrend—they're heading to the MAC tournament, and Rudy Rote picked up some postseason hardware. We'll talk about that next on the Sports Fan.
1: Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
2: Owner-operator truck drivers, have you been dreaming of getting out of your old rig and into the driver's seat of a brand new semi-truck? SFI Trucks financing is leasing semi-trucks for low to no money down and will work with almost any credit situation. Freightliners, Peterbilts, Kenworths, Internationals, and Volvos, all equipped with new technology and driver comfort features. Plus, our 24-7 maintenance support team will keep your truck running so your business can keep moving forward too. Learn more at sfitrucks.com. That's sfitrucks.com. Dale's Valero in Uptown Athens has all your needs covered, whether it be gas or a snack, but especially beer. Come check out the revolutionary new Beer Garage with over 200 new types of beer and an expanded craft beer selection. Yeah. Dale says if you think a cave is cold Wait until you step into our garage Dale's Valero is open early and open late So come on by to Dale's Valero in Uptown Athens
6: Current televisions being built today Have a mean time to failure of one to three years The, the manufacturers have no want to maintain anymore So they're looking at selling, not maintaining They only make money when they sell new and the new is going cheaper and cheaper. The advertised cheap price uh, is what everybody bites on. People will buy the new because that's what's there. That's what they want. They want the newest they can get, usually. But if you have a television repaired in today's world, normally that TV will buy you more time than a new replacement. They can be repaired for half or less of that replacement then that makes it worth it. I'm Dave Russell, I own TV Supply Company. I'm at 136 Columbus Road. Stop in with your repair needs. Anything that's electronic.
4: Sportsman 97, WATH. 97.1 FM. Lucas Moore here, Ryan Boyd, Russ Hellman in studio as well, and we're happy that you're joining us. You know, it's been a long, long day, but just getting on this show is just one of the most relieving things. It feels like time compresses, and stretches, and gets turned upside down, and all we're talking is sports, and Ryan's getting mad at me about (laughs) something. That's right. That's right. That's how we do it. Who is not mad, though, are Bobcat baseball fans. This team was just in the tank, garbage, counted out, batting below like 180 as a team at one point. They were just horrible, really bad, getting bounced every time they had an opportunity to. The only win they had early in the season was a walk-off Grand Slam victory where they won 12-11, to 11, which seems a little fluky, I think we can all agree on that. and. Uh, but they've turned it around. They're headed to Avon. They are in the Mac tournament. They're battling Kent State. And Rudy Road has just been named Mac player of the year once again. What an award for that guy. That guy can hit. He kept grinding. He kept hitting. He's one of the most valuable pieces in Bobcat history at the plate. I mean, he's he's up there with the famous names in Bobcat history in terms of production, in terms of awards. And if he can somehow drag this team through the Mac tournament once again, maybe, just maybe get him in a miracle run as the sixth seed. Um, to the ncaa tournament that would definitely improve his legacy russ you've been really following this team this ohio baseball squad has absolutely turned it around it's it's been impressive your thoughts on rudy wrote's accomplishment and the bobcats against kent state
0: i just think this is a, a player playing to his destiny right now he was unbelievable in that final week of the season just an unbelievable performance by him he batted over 500 he get did everything that this team needed in the final final few games of this season multi-hit game in every single contest last week fellas he was unbelievable 12 RBIs 5 in the Ohio midweek action against Marshall and just to hit 377 which is second in the Mid-American Conference this year 72 hits 17 doubles 10 RBI excuse me 10 home runs and 45 RBIs he just did it all at the plate. He was an unbelievable anchor for this offense, especially. When everybody was really struggling earlier in the year, they kind of just looked to Rudy, and they saw that he wasn't giving up. He was still putting his head down, going to work every single day, and getting it done at the plate. He is, in my opinion, obviously the biggest reason why they were able to sneak in as the last seed in the Mid-American Conference, taking two of three against Western Michigan in a series that was essentially already the playoffs for this team. Yeah. They, they was a, it was a basically a wild-card matchup between Western Michigan and Ohio over the weekend. They got two of three, won eight, six on Sunday and uh, they're going to be going up against Kent State and just like we said just like we said in a lot of our programs throughout this spring, Lucas, it's playoff baseball, who knows what can happen and if you get a good outing from your pitcher and get consistent play that I expect to see continue from Rudy Rowe then uh, I could see them maybe making some noise in this uh, this playoff format
4: Yeah, crazy stat about Rudy Rowe, 843 career at-bats, so this includes his freshman and sophomore year when he slugged less than 505 but check this out. His slash line in 843 career at bats. So that's probably like 200 more than you would get in a major league season, mm-hmm. right? 39 home runs, 184 RBIs, a 337 batting average, 423 on base percentage, and a 553 slugging. For those of you not very familiar with baseball stats, that's really good. Yeah, that's, that's really, good. really good. Rudy wrote incredible what he's done. But it's going to be about the pitching, I think, this weekend, Ryan. The Bobcats have struggled with that as well at t- at times this season, but their staff has slowly turned it around. And we know Rob Smith is a guy that loves coaching pitching; that's where he got his start. in this staff and guys on this staff have gotten better and better as the year moves along, and I think that's because of the coaching of Rob Smith, and that's why they're in the position to make this run through the MAC tournament.
5: Yeah, and, and just to reiterate from the very beginning, you know, Coach Coach Smith has always been of the belief. I mean, he has vocalized this to his guys that. It's just about getting to the tournament. You know. He, he Don't get me wrong. I don't want to phrase this in a way that sounds wrong. Of course, he'd love to win the regular season title. He, he would be thrilled if that happened. But ultimately, he doesn't really care as long as they're there. And they're in position to win a MAC championship because that's how you get to the NCAA tournament. That's how you put banners and and things up at your stadium, uh, like they have at Bob Wren Stadium from the last handful of years. I think 2015 and 2017 are the ones that are currently on the wall out in right field. Um, he, you know, in in neither of those years was he the number one seed going into the the MAC tournament. So. He feels really content, believe me, being being just in the field. Uh, it's a little bit different this year since it's a six-team format versus an eight-team format where everybody has to play the same number of games. So that does hurt you a little bit. But the way that he coaches and, and the mentality that he coaches with is that he doesn't mind being a six-seed in this format. And you're right, Lucas. It'll come down to pitching. It, and it has to be strength in numbers. you know. In, in a tournament like this, if you have a great ace, it's a really nice start because you can usually win that first game, keep yourself in the winner's bracket, but ultimately it's strength in numbers. You play so many games over a short period of time. There's probably going to be a game or two if, if you continue along in the tournament. You're probably going to have to piece together a game or two where you're literally having a you know, a three-inning start, two innings of relief, two more innings of relief, one and one to finish it. Uh, those types of things happen. Uh, It was a couple of years ago that Ohio was really fortunate and they actually, you know, pieced together multiple lengthy good starts in a row, Uh, but it it doesn't usually happen that way. So it's, it's, yes, pitching is everything. Got to be strength in numbers. Everybody on that pitching staff has to be good. And uh, I'm with you.
0: Anything can happen in this tournament and and I look forward to it. Guess what, uh, guess what coach Rob Smith's record in the, uh, in the Mac tournament is.
4: Oh, I'd love to hear it.
0: Eight and O. He has never lost a game in this playoff. I believe it been went twenty fifteen, went in twenty seventeen, and they won the Mac title both years. That's pretty crazy. That's actually really insane. Yeah, I did not know that until looking at this preview right. on well, about com. A little bit And Rudy wrote, fellas, only two hits away from breaking the all time hits record at Ohio University. Well
4: it's just because I think Rob Smith is a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Like a really good coach. Now how great of a recruiter is he? I think he's a pretty good recruiter. But like, can we say he's an elite recruiter, like he's changing programs with his recruitment? I'm not really sure we could say that. But what he does is he gets guys that want to play the game, that want to learn the game, and then he coaches them, and he steadies them. So a guy like Kenny Ock, who was so important two years ago in that run towards the tournament, Mm -hmm. he was horrific for most of this year. He's stabilized now. His ERA's fallen fallen almost a point. He's stabilized. Now he's still got a 5.38 ERA. But if you look at his recent starts heading into the tournament.
0: It's like Luis Castillo last year in the month of September. Exactly.
4: He's been better. So he gets his guys ready to play. They're playing their best baseball of the year right before the tournament. Exactly how you're supposed to be doing it. And that's why they're No, That's an impressive stat, Russ. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that to our attention. On the other side of the break, we're going to go ahead and get into the NBA. The NBA playoffs. Talk about that for a little bit. Also, talk about the dysfunction happening out in Los Angeles. That's weird to say for the Lakers. They are one of the worst franchises in all of sports, and people that grew up in you know, Troy Boland's old guy generation would have never thought that, (laughs) would have ever, ever thought that that was something that would go on. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the NFL. What if they did a lottery? What would that have looked like this year? All that and more coming up on 970WH and the Sports Fan.
2: This is the place to fill your gas tank just before you head to or off Route 33. This is the hot spot to fill your bellies with delicious cold-cut sandwiches and tantalize your taste buds with hot and tasty six-incher foot-lawn subs. This is the super spot which offers drive-through service of pop, chips, candy, beer, water, and much more. This is the best-kept secret in Athens County. Until now, this is City Limits Falero. Visit them at 235 Columbus Road in Athens, open seven days a week. And remember... Why just drive by when you can drive through.
1: Have you ever thought about having a podiatric physician examine your feet? Doctors of podiatric medicine set broken bones, perform wound care, and remove bunions. Common health issues that they treat include ingrown or fungal nails, horns, warts, and skin problems like athlete's foot foot exams are easy and can prevent many foot problems if you can't walk work or enjoy sports activities without pain what are you waiting for to find a podiatric physician who is a member of the ohio foot and ankle medical association visit associations
2: confused by all the talk about a good night's sleep there's a lot of new mattress companies but they're all missing something they're missing expertise Introducing Tomorrow, the new mattress and sleep system from Serta Simmons Bedding. Tomorrow is great sleep, delivered right to your door. Visit Tomorrowsleep.com and use promo code SAVE for $125 off your Tomorrow mattress through this Monday only. That's Tomorrowsleep.com. Transform your tomorrow. There's a threat targeting America, Lyme disease spread by tiny ticks this dangerous disease
5: can cause life-changing health problems and is now more widespread than West Nile tuberculosis and HIV AIDS combined so it's time for us to target Lyme disease that means checking for ticks when you've been outside and seeing a doctor if you experience the warning signs which can include joint pain and flu-like symptoms learn how you can target Lyme disease at targetlime.org. brought to you by the Stephen and Alexandra Cohen Foundation in this station <laughs>
4: Fan 97, WATH 97.1 FM, big welcome in, Lucas Moore here. You know, I've actually said big welcome in, Lucas Moore here. I think like 40 straight breaks in a row, we'll try to switch that up next time around. The Lakers need to switch something up though, fellas. I want to get into this conversation right now because honestly, you know, I said we were going to talk NBA playoffs, but here's the reality of it. Milwaukee, Toronto, that's a 2-1 series tonight. Let's go ahead and get our quick thoughts out on this series, how we think it's going to play out and why. And then we're done with it. We don't need to talk about the Warriors sweeping again, going to their fifth straight finals. That's been talked about. That's been done. As soon as they went up 3-0, I think the storyline of that series kind of ended. The Warriors are going to be waiting there with Kevin Durant without. We'll see. They're great. They're the team to beat. That's kind of the end of that conversation. But the Bucks and Toronto, Milwaukee's got a 2-1 lead. I think Toronto dug so deep and tried everything and barely won. Game three, and I think Milwaukee's going to end up winning this series in five. Like I said about a couple of weeks ago, Russ, I just think Milwaukee's a better team. I think they're longer. I think they're better at shooting. I think they have more reliable scorers. I think they're better coached. I think their star is better than the other star. I think all those things are true. And when all those things are true, then I think that's the team you have to pick. Russ, you're feeling on the Bucks Raptors series. That's game four tonight. Yes, tonight, right? Yeah,
0: game, it's in 20, 30 minutes. 20, 30 minutes, on, game four. Oh, on sweet. TNT. Awesome. Okay. Just roll right out of here and watch some basketball. <laughs> Is it that early, really? Wow. Yeah, they, they moved it up an hour No for, way. Uh, for That's this cool. series. Okay. But I am right there with you, Lucas. I got I got Milwaukee in five. I just think they are going to f- feel really hungry, really motivated tonight after basically playing one of their worst games of the season up in, up in Toronto two nights ago, and they still took that to, to, to double overtimes. Yeah, Pascal Siakam missed both free throws at the end of regulation. That really could have sealed it and could have ended the game. But when you have your star players go 11 of 48 combined in between Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Eric Bledsoe and combined for 32 points total, as well as committing 16 of the team's 20 turnovers. I just don't see those kinds of talents playing that poorly again. Yeah, I think Middleton might continue to struggle offensively. He's only averaging 11 points in this series, and that's largely because he's had to basically face guard Kawhi Leonard the entire time. He is giving up a lot of energy on the defensive end of the floor, but I'm with you. I think they get it done tonight. I'd pick them... Easily to win in five games. I just don't see this this Toronto team having enough unless we can consistently get more performances like Pascal Siakam gave in that really efficient game two nights ago in their win. But if they don't get any, get something like that out of him for the rest of the series, there's just no one else besides Kawhi that can consistently get them a bucket in the half court. And that's what they're going to have to. That's what you have to do in these types of high pressure, high stakes, deep in the playoffs types of series.
5: Yeah, I wish I could play devil's advocate, but I agree. I will say if and it's a, a big if, but if Toronto can win tonight mm-hmm. and protect home court, it, it for me, it does totally change the series. I think momentum is a funny thing. I think it then puts the pressure on Milwaukee to have to respond at home. Uh, so a lot could change if we have a surprise outcome tonight. But unquestionably, I'm with you guys. If I had to pick right now, if I had my toes to the fire, I've got Milwaukee in five as well. Well,
4: here's the the thing. If the Raptors come out and win, I think that the series does change because if they win tonight, I think it's going to be because Giannis had another poor offensive performance. So now you start to question. Remember the formula I just set up for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're, They're longer, right? They shoot better, they're better coached, and they have the best player. Well, guess what? If Kawhi goes out there and drops 40 and Giannis drops 18 again, Now, that last piece of the scenario changes.
5: And probably the most important piece of the the, scenario. That might
4: be the most important piece of the scenario. That does change. And then it's 2 2, and Toronto's just got to steal one game. If it's 2 2, I'll change my prediction, say Bucks in seven, because they got a home court advantage. And I don't think Toronto's going to go into Milwaukee and win. I think there's just too much to make up within the margins. Forget the star players. But if it's Milwaukee win tonight, it's over in five. See you later. And it's going to be Bucks Warriors in the finals. And I got Warriors in seven. I want to say this on this station to Warriors in seven. If KD is not healthy for the entire series, if KD is healthy for the entire series, I think the Warriors will get the bucks in six games. Cause I think that he is the key to kind of matching up with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, those are the thoughts on that series. Let's move to what the entire country is talking about right now. Outside of the big playoff games, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. And the reason the Lakers are a subject of conversation is one, they're the most recognizable sports brand, arguably, beside the Dallas Cowboys and what Real Madrid in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Two, they also might be the worst-run franchise in all, in all of American sports. Russ, you asked me the question: who's more war- who's worse off? The New York Jets? Or the Los Angeles Lakers? And if you'd asked that question 20 years ago, 10 years ago, you'd, 8 years ago, you'd have been just laughed at. But now that's a legitimate question for this franchise. And, and, and my thing, I'll go ahead and start on this one. This is what the Lakers' problem is, and I'll tell you this right now. And this often happens in power vacuums. Two things happen when somebody dies at the top of an organization or somebody leaves and there's a bunch of subordinates... And there's a bunch of subordinates underneath at CBS trying to tell me about game four tonight. But when there's a bunch of subordinates underneath you who are now going to fill that power vacuum. So it's different when a head coach leaves, new head coach comes in, new regime, everything. Two things happen. One, either one subordinate tries to take too much control and they gain control and everything's fine. Or it's too aggressive and everything just goes right into the garbage. Everybody's in fighting and it's just horrific. Second option, everybody tries to run it together and it's fun and we're all holding hands and we all talk to our friends and we make decisions and, well, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that. There's a very strong lesson, a very good lesson I learned this year, um, and it's that in sports, hierarchy matters. There has to be one person, man or woman, that says yes or no, and that is final. And Genie Bus. Has that power right now, but she isn't using it. She's asking her friends, Linda and Kurt Rambis. She's asking Tim Ferriss on the other side of the building. Well, what's going on with marketing? Should I hire this coach? Then they're asking Kobe, and then they're asking Magic, and then they brought Magic on, and oh, should we do this? Should we do that? Here's the thing, Jeannie. You need to step up and just start making decisions because what you're doing right now definitely won't work. 100% won't work if you keep splitting power, going 50-50 on decisions, you know, trying to appease everybody, trying to appease your old friend and trying to appease Rob Palenka, Kobe's agent. Stop trying to appease people. You are running something, an organization, an organization that's designed to win. Maybe you can run Walmart or a big corporation like a, uh, oh, well, maybe we should do this type of thing. I bet that wouldn't work either. But in sports, when it's about wins and losses, and there are 29 other organizations who are trying their butt off to beat you, when that's the case, you need somebody at the top that is making decisions. Now, whether they're good decisions or bad decisions are what make winning teams and losing teams. But right now, the Lakers just aren't making decisions correctly. They are just, it's, it's, it's horrific what's happening at the top of that organization. And Jeannie Buss either needs to get out of the way and hire somebody to make those decisions or start making the decisions herself and get those advisors out of her ear. She's listening too much to the people next to him. That's my rant on the Lakers. That's what's going on right now. It's at the top. This is how organizations work. It starts from the owner. And Jeannie Buss right now is falling quickly into the category of Dan Gilbert, of James Dolan, of, oh gosh, name a horrible NFL owner. Throw him in there. She's falling quickly into that category.
0: Some Dan Schneider right there.
4: Yeah, and it's a shame to say. And it's a shame to say because it was really exciting to see a woman running one of the most powerful organizations in the world. But hey, spades a spade. She's doing a crap job right now running the Los Angeles Lakers, Ryan.
5: Yeah, I I, I agree with everything you said, and I, and I also, you know, a, a way that I would phrase it too is, I I have a, let let me say this first. Egos are always going to be a part of professional sports. Again, man, woman doesn't matter. But I think the way you manage those egos and the way you you promote and and you know, put these certain egos on a pedestal is, is really important. And in the case of the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, I think they, they put themselves in a challenging spot with this magic Johnson situation. And and of course there's many more problems than just that, but you know, you're talking about a guy that is a face of the franchise, but not only that, a guy that had become a major media face, a broadcast personality. and, And then as soon as he's brought back onto the franchise, it, you know, becomes a train wreck. And I'm, I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad, what, what Magic has done since leaving, you know, the, the decision to come out and, and really kind of bash the Lakers. You know, I, I feel kind of unsure about that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, you, you had this ego and this personality that has a, a really big platform to be able to to really make problems for you. And, and it all begins with bringing him on to begin with. And, and, you know, again, we could have arguments all day about whether or not it was good to hire him from the beginning, but um, I, I just think, Egos, the way you manage those, the way you delegate, Lucas, that's a great point that you made. Uh, It can all come back to bite you, and and right now it's the perfect storm. And and to make matters worse, you know, how often do you say that the team with the best player in the world, one of the best players ever to play a, a particular sport, is in this much of uh, this level of dysfunction? I mean, it's just very unheard of, um, and, and so that's what makes it all the more kind of compelling to follow. Is it's not a team full of nobodies, and and they're they're blowing draft picks and things like that. It's you know that's usually the scenario where where things are going poorly, or maybe you have a personality, a good player, but a guy that has a really rough personality that that causes problems. It's LeBron James. You know, a proven winner, proven competitor, uh, a proven businessman, and yet everybody above him is is totally just just squandering this opportunity. So it it it's really a compelling news story that, that is fascinating to watch for a, a franchise like you said that is world renowned, not not nationally renowned, a world
0: renowned franchise that is struggling this badly. This what? is the Los Angeles Lakers, fellas. Yeah. This is the LA Lakers. And it really just goes back to right what what Lucas said. When when Dr. Buss died, and when Dr. Jerry Buss passed away, our rest rest his soul, of what was it, eight years ago? Five, seven years ago? And this team, they went for it. Jim Bus was the controlling partner in the basketball side of the operations. They went for it with the Steve Nash trade. They signed Dwight Howard, or they trade for Dwight Howard. They get Steve Nash. They put up that big three, and that's the last time this team went to the playoffs. In a really just brutal, ugly year, they, they make it to the eighth seed at the end of the season. And it really just harkens back to the fact that that type of leader is no longer in the building the type of person that's going to say yes or no to to a certain to a certain decision and when you get rid of when you get rid of that type of presence when jerry west leaves and he was an old he's an old guy he he had had done his time he put in his work with the Lakers had won multiple championships as the uh, as the GM of that team hands it down to Mitch Kupchek, who did a decent job won titles with Pau Gasol and Kobe Bryant they got rings back in LA with him as well but his time came up as well and they transfer to Magic Johnson who in his interview with Jeannie Buss told her explicitly I have other businesses in my life that i have to be a part of i cannot give you a hundred percent of my time and devote myself as the president of basketball operations to the los angeles lakers yet Jeannie bus still brought him on because she trusted magic he's one of her best friends and that decision alone is what is is what has broken apart this entire uh, franchise
4: yeah i think that hiring magic but i think rob palinka has I think Rob Polinka No, I I, I, I disagree Rob, because
0: I, Rob Polinka, He if so, here's the thing. If you example, don't hire Magic Johnson, for example, is, if somebody at this station came in and was was putting down, say they were putting down extra hours and weren't doing the work, weren't putting in the work as much as they were getting paid. That would never on their happen. paycheck exactly. <laughs> but say that was say that was happening. This is just a hypothetical. If you call them out and you say that, which is basically what Rob Polinka did. He said that Magic Johnson was not coming in, not putting in the time, not doing the work in his role as president of basketball operations, and devoting himself to other other ventures. Then that that's that can't happen. That your job is president of basketball operations. You have to put the time in. And if G, the GM Rob Palinka feels like he's pulling more weight than he should be in terms of the overall overall makeup of the organization, then I wouldn't say that that's a backstabbing. He's I, just calling a spade <clears throat> a
4: spade. No, he's not. Backstabbing was a little harsh. Yeah, he's being an agent. He's angling for power. Rob Polinka won this entire And that's entire the other thing, thing. with
0: Rob Polinka. The only reason he is with the Lakers is because he was the agent of Kobe exactly. Bryant. Exactly. That's the only no, reason. And,
4: and, and that's another bad thing. Both. I think both of them. You know, I'm not going to say Magic Johnson is a bad hire because if Magic Johnson was not the Los Angeles Lakers president of basketball operations, LeBron James is not a Laker. I don't think that happens. I don't think the only asset the only asset other than the logo that has any value right now for the Los Angeles Lakers is LeBron James. And the person that brought him here was 100% magic Johnson and magic Johnson said, Hey, Jeannie, I'm not into being with the Lakers. Like I'm not into being the president of basketball operations. Sorry. I'll see you later. I think LeBron James is still in Cleveland. I really do. I, I really do think that's how this whole thing would have played out. And that's real shame for LeBron James, but you know, you signed the contract, you eat the food that was put on your table, you still live in Los Angeles, you're still a billionaire, so I'm not going to feel bad for him. But I think that, I think Rob Palinka, I think Magic was honest to both Palinka and Jeannie. Hey, I won't be here as much. I need to be more of a figurehead, a deal maker. I go into the meetings, I call GMs, and I charm them because I'm Magic Johnson. Because that's mm-hmm. what he's been doing his whole life. He somehow charmed and smiled and played basketball his way to being one of the most powerful men in the United States. That's what he's done, right? And that's what he said he should do. I have a feeling he told both of them, Rob and Jeannie, hey, this is what my role needs to be. And what Rob started to do, took his time around the office and just started to put little nuggets in like a little guy angling for power. Because he is a little guy, and Magic, Magic in that Johnson. interview
0: on First Take on ESPN said that Rob Palinka was going to be his his heir apparent. He was his heir apparent for that role as president of basketball operations.
4: But but Rob definitely started. Just he said, "I want this job." He was and, angling
0: it before. And Magic now Rob was ready may have a point.
4: Rob may have a point. Like, hey, I should be GM. I'm the one pulling my weight. But that's not how you like operate organizations. But that again starts from genie Buss at the top. You're exactly right. I, I don't want to blame Magic Johnson here at all. I think the organization. He was honest. He said, "I'm Magic Johnson. I ain't gonna be here all the time." And they said, "Sure."
0: He took it to be a fun job. He wants to
4: have fun. Exactly. But he did. He said that. Yeah. He said that to everybody, and that's why Palinka was there to be the serious guy. And Palinka should have just focused on his job, and then everything would probably be okay. But Palinka wanted the power. Now he's got it. Now you've got. Frank Vogel is your head coach, and there's people on sports shows across the country comparing you to the New York Jets. So you better find a way to get a superstar, Rob Palenka, or it's going to look real bad for you, and your career as a general manager is going to crash and burn. And Jeannie Buss will be forced to hand control over of the Los Angeles Lakers to another member of the Buss family. Maybe we'll rotate through some grandchildren before they figure this entire thing out. Rough to see for the Los Angeles Lakers Also rough to see we're coming near the end of our show. We're going to go ahead and step aside when we return. At the end of the show on The Sports Fan. This is 97 WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. Don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740 698 3521 for a free estimate.
3: It's been called the great pretender because more than 16 million Americans have the red-faced skin disorder called rosacea, yet most don't know it. Many think the bumps and pimples are a return of teenage acne that will eventually fade. Others think the facial redness is a sunburn that never went away. It can even affect the eyes, causing irritation that could lead to vision loss. Yes, rosacea is the great pretender because it mimics so many other disorders. And without proper therapy, rosacea usually gets worse and can seriously disrupt people's social and professional lives. But it doesn't have to. Over the years, advances in medical care have made the goal of clear skin possible. If you or a loved one has a red face or bumps and pimples that won't go away, see a dermatologist for diagnosis and treatment Or visit the National Rosacea Society at rosacea.org.
2: Got an eye for news? Submit your news tip to the news line at 740-593-6651, extension 1004, with your news tip. The best news tip of the week wins gifts totaling $50 from Air Claws Heating and Cooling, the seven branches of the Athens County Public Library System, and the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce. What's your life worth?
5: Or
4: a loved one's? $100? $200? $100? $200? Seriously? That's what Ohio seems to think. They keep installing $100 stop signs and $200 crossbucks at dangerous railroad crossings instead of installing gates, proven the safest for everyone. Minimal signage? Seriously? Report ungated crossings at angelsontrack.org because bad crossings kill good drivers sponsored by Angels on Track, aired by OAB and the station.
2: Dale's Valero in Uptown Athens has all your needs covered, whether it be gas or a snack, but especially beer. Come check out the revolutionary new Beer Garage with over 200 new types of beer and an expanded craft beer selection. Mm, beer. Dale says, if you think a cave is cold, wait until you step into our garage. Dale's Valero is open early and open late, so come on by to Dales Valero in Uptown, Athens.
4: We had a fun conversation here at the end of the show. See, I did the intro different this time. Ryan Boyd, Russ Hellman, along with me, Lucas Moore, final... Eight minutes and 10 seconds here on The Sports Fan on 97WATH. 97 97. The Billy Jean.
0: The Billy Jean bumper. I like that. That's a new one. Billy Jean. I can't there. sing. There's a reason I'm here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we talked about the Los Angeles Lakers uh, before the other side of the break. I like that we've had a couple disagreements today, fellas. We really need to just start yelling at each other and more in here. I think it'll make the show better. I think it'll be it's more. It's the entertaining Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers. It's the Lakers. They signed Lamar Odom. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers. And anyway, the Lakers, despite all that crap that's happening right now, they, the team that got LeBron James, actually got a pick higher than the team LeBron James left that won 19 games, which is just classic Cleveland sports. Um, and then this made us start thinking, we're not going to talk about the draft and lottery. That's by. We'll talk about these rookies when they get into camp. But what I really want to talk about is what if the NFL had a draft lottery? Well, NFL research did this research and said, hey, if the 2019 draft used the NBA lottery slots and and got the same ping pong balls, results, whatever, here... Would have been the first 14 picks of the draft. I'm going to read the pick, the team, and then what pick they originally had. Number one would be the Jaguars. They were actually the seventh pick. Two would be the Bills. They were actually the ninth pick. Three would be the Cardinals. They had the one pick in Kyler Murray. Four would have been the Bengals, who actually had the 11 pick. Five would have been the 49ers, who had the second pick. So they fall. Jets, the sixth. They had the three. Raiders, the seven. They had the four. Buccaneers, the eight. They had the five. The New York Giants, they had the nine. They have the 9 in the lottery draft. They have the 6 in the real draft. The Lions have the 10 in the lottery, the 8 in the real draft. Broncos, 11-10. Dolphins have the 12 in the lottery, 13 in the real draft. Packers, 13-12. And then Falcons were the 14th team, and they got the 14th pick in the real NFL draft. Boy, if you're a Bengals fan, this draft looks really much better. You move up to the four spot, you probably get Devin White uh, instead of Jonah Williams, the player you probably actually wanted in this draft. Really interesting to really look at this and think about what the NFL would look like if it implemented a lottery system. But what do you guys think? Is the lottery system the best way to determine the number 1 pick in a draft? So basically, does the NBA have it right, or does the NFL have it right, Ryan?
5: It's a, it's a tough question. Uh, so one of the mentalities that you'll hear, and I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, I guess, but but one of the mentalities is that if you have a draft lottery system in place, then it will, at the very least, it'll discourage you to go into some kind of a tumble at the end of the season because there's no guarantee that you're going to end up in a particular place. You know, you can't you can't lose out with the intent of getting the number one overall pick. Um, but but I don't buy that totally um, because you still can help your odds. You know, and more often than not, you're going to end up with a, a better pick. But you know, it, it's not a guarantee, and and that's what we saw in the NBA this year with with. You know, teams shuffling the amount that they did. New Orleans has no business having the number one pick in, in the NBA draft, and there they are. Um so man, it's just it's just a totally, totally different system. Um man, I, I think I, I like the NFL's current structure.
4: I think it's di- for different sports. So like with yeah, the NFL. It's hey, tough, man. There's sixteen games, yeah. it's a small sample size, and like Everybody's trying every week. You have to. If you the don't salaries
0: try, are so much more spread out. Also,
4: if you don't try in football, like if you don't try in basketball, you'll get embarrassed a few times. You'll play bad defense. You'll make a few shots. You'll look fine. If you don't try in football, you're getting your head cleaned off. You're done. If you don't try,
0: and you're getting cut. Yeah, like you're just getting cut. You're getting done. With you're no done. No more money coming. No more life. money.
4: There's no guarantee. You're done. So I don't think that there's much. I I guess teams can try to tank, but those 53 guys and those coaching staffs, their jobs, their livelihoods rely on those 16th of a game, 16th of a game, and they just always... I've never seen an NFL game where I'm like, wow, that team's really not trying. Now, it looks like, oh, they've kind of punted on the coach. They don't look like they're into the game plan. They're not all the way into it. But there's never like wow they're just not running and we've seen that in the NBA.
0: Yeah, and it's and it really you only see that if it's a if it's the Patriots who've already clinched the one seed in the AFC and they're running they're running their second stringers out there like yeah. it's it's at the other end of the draft and for me I don't think a lottery is def is for all the reasons we just said is the way to go for the NFL because like the the amount of difference between having a star player just one star player in the NFL versus having one star player in the NBA it's clearly so much so much different. You only start five players in an NBA game. You only got 12 on a roster versus 52 guys on an NFL team. But the one thing I think would be really interesting with an NFL draft lottery is the fact that teams that already have their quarterback, so to say, could move up to the top three or get that number one overall pick and then get a haul for that said quarterback from a team that maybe finished top bottom three in the league and don't have that answer at the signal caller position, then they need to get up and get their guy. I think that would make draft day trades, especially at the quarterback position, a lot more interesting if there was a draft lottery.
5: Yeah. It becomes a systematic thing. It becomes really interesting because, you know, and I think NBA in particular, but you're right about the NFL. It becomes, you know, in some cases the rich get richer. You know, you're not super rich because it's not the top teams in the league that get the number one pick. But, you know, think about the NBA. With the way that these super teams are forming and and there's all this appeal for for big-name players to go to big-name cities, a city like Cleveland is a good example. When when their odds are they're going to be top or, or one of the top and they fall to five... It becomes a systematic issue because now it's hard for you to ever get back on track, right? It's, it's hard for you to ever build a roster if you're just missing out on transformational players. And the same can be true in the NFL, and Russ, you made a good point about then how trades and how how capital could be lost as a, as a part of that. Um, so that, that's that's my only issue is just the systematic part of it where if you get unlucky multiple times, um, it, you know, multiple years in a row, you're, you're literally setting your franchise back because you were unlucky, uh, and and that that's where it gets really challenging. Yeah,
4: and it's just—I don't know. I feel like the NBA draft lottery is a little bit of a gimmick. Um, I, I get that it's it's kind of this really cool thing. And man, they got what three million views, and it was the talk I, of the town. I love. I was and We are talking out. about it on this show. <laughs> that over whole week half after hour. It I was exactly. It's it's an, it's incredible. And I think that gimmicks have their place in sports, without a doubt. And I think that the NBA draft lottery probably has its place. I do not like. Well I don't know if I like if you're gonna do a lottery you might as well just jumble up all the teams
0: oh man just
4: like you know 14 oh. teams they should do a 30 team equal odds lottery one ping pong ball for everybody
0: yeah every I think that year. would be a that would be I think yeah I don't know maybe 20 I'd say 20 because the difference for me but especially with the top five teams in the NFL. Just the way that, like, look at the, just look at yeah. the Patriots. Look at the Chiefs. Who, dude, but I'm I not think talking been,
4: about fair. I'm talking about interesting. E- yeah, that's uh, true. you want to make lottery night interesting. Have the Warriors with equal odds to get the number one overall. No, pick in forget the it,
5: games. man. They, okay, it'd be interesting for that one night. But imagine the league if it if it panned out a certain way. The league would just be even more unfair than it is right now.
4: But that's okay. <laughs> I, I think sometimes a little unfairness is good in life. But. <laughs> in this Warriors dynasty, I obviously, I think it's the most unfair era of basketball ever. The only guy ever ever able to win within it was LeBron James. That's the only guy that's ever been able to win within this unfair system that the Warriors have created And basketball has never been more popular. And I think that's, that's a real credit. We're coming to the end of the show. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. For Russ Heltman and Ryan Boyd, I'm Lucas Moore. This has been the Sports Fan on 97 WATH and 97 Point one FM. Have a great
2: night. The former White House counsel thumbs his nose at a House Judiciary hearing. Subpoenas are not optional. The president continues to fight House demands for his financial records. His lawyers say that the committee is overreaching.